Hi, I'm Willow Wilson. I'm playing Renette Bollinger, retired costumer, a murder mystery enthusiast, and I might not be Pickles' mom, but I'm determined to kind of insert myself as like a wise, fun aunt, what raised you sort of figure. Hi, I'm Holland Curtis, and I'll be playing Birdie, a town menace, and currently contemplating if she had a bad batch or if they all really did have a shared supernatural dream thing. Hi, I'm Mary Stack, and I'm playing Georgie Sullivan. She's the owner of the local knitting shop, and I'm currently trying to unlock the secret of Josh's knitting needle gift or trying to figure out whether or not that was a fever dream. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast produced by actualstorypodcasting.com. This is part three, the final installment of The Absence of Murder, wherein our mavens finish up their non-murder-based activities, which means that the next new episode will be here in two weeks. We are now an affiliate of Drive Through RPG. The next time you want to buy yourself a role-playing game, use the link in our show notes or visit actualstorypodcasting.com and click on Get the Game. You will get the game that you want and you are helping to support our show and for that we will be eternally grateful. Okay? Let's go. So you have followed Mel in her pickup truck to the back parking lot of Nick Snacks Antique Store. While the lighting around here is not great, you still have the setting sun. The shadows are not long. Probably this will go very quickly. Mel gets out her pickup truck. She takes out her huge keychain, walks up to the back door, sees Ringo come in, nods. She's sorting her keys. Looks like she's sort of delaying, waiting for you to join her at the door. Yeah, as I recall, um, feels like I don't breaking think an entry. Is, yeah, it definitely feels like breaking an entering. Um, you know, maybe I'm paranoid, but I sort of feel like we're going to get like, I, I don't know. This just doesn't feel like a like good. We're going to get involved in something that we right. didn't, I feel like, like maybe I feel like someone's going to accuse us in. of murder because it seems like we always like stumble upon these things. It's a lot of stumbling. Yeah. Lots of stumbling. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this is going to, this will be fine. Look, Jesse gave me the key. Okay. She, she said, it's all fine. We're not here to loot the place. There's just a couple of things we're going to get. And I'm going to take care of the chairs and stuff. And I'll put that in the back of my truck. You, you three are just here to look through the, the vintage clothing. Remember the play mm-hmm. is set in the 1970s. Wide variety of body types, men and women, older folk and younger folks. So just, um, because I don't know what to grab. There's too much too much in the way of clothing for me to, you know, I can't take it all. It'd probably be fine if I did, but I'm not going to, you know. Whatever you, this is the key. It was in the back lock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she opens the door, reaches inside, flicks on a light, says, all right. And she goes in. Okay. I. Who wants to go first? All right, fine. I mean... I mean, you know, costume and props, they kind of go hand in hand. Let's just go right on in. I think I whisper as we're like shuffling in. So like, we're totally going to throw her under the bus if anything goes wrong, right? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. We were just, we were strolling by. We were strolling by. 
We were. She, yeah, she basically abducted us. Yes, of course. We're just three helpless young women, and uh, she abducted us. It's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly mm-hmm. how I'm going to going to tell it because this is not going to go well. I just have mm-hmm. a feeling. Yeah. Well, the first thing that you get is a smell of sort of dust and mildew, because this is the back storeroom of Nick's Knacks. As she opened the door, you heard the little bell chime. The light in here is kind of dim. You can see that there are shelves and boxes, bins. Some of these shelves back here are labeled as you walk by, or you could stay and go through them if you like. But Mel looks like she's been in here before. And while she's not walking fast, she sort of looks like she knows where she's going past these shelves the room starts to open up a little bit. And then the, you can see from where you are that there's at least one big door on the other side of the room. There might be more, though, once you get out of the shelves. God, why isn't this place climate controlled? It's an antique shop. There's this, it's going to just, this furniture is just going to be very poor quality from all this. Well, I, I don't know. I guess somebody came in to pay the electric bill because the lights still work, but nothing's been on, hasn't been climate controlled or anything. So it's fine. It's fine that we take things out because some of the stuff here is pretty old and valuable. We don't want it just to to rot or anything. Who who is it in like who inherited it? Because you know um the whole situation with the previous owner and then the presumed next in line. Mm-hmm. Who do we know who's whose it is now? Oh, do you mean Jack? Oh, mm-hmm. that that was so sad. Right. And yeah. then his and then his brother. Nick. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know any of that kind of stuff. You know, I just okay. Jesse gave me the key. She said it was fine. That's that's what I know. I know what I'm here to grab. Okay, so basically I I, I shuffle back to the to the girls so Mel Mel can't hear. So what so what I'm gathering is we're throwing her under the bus and she's just gonna throw Jesse under the bus, yeah? Sounds about right. It's like a multi-step process yeah. to get to the bus. There's a tiered yeah. bus throwing system. Yeah, it's like a, you know, like... Multi-level a... bus. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see Mel got, has now gotten to the other side of the room. She's at the door. She's like, uh, okay, I'm just going to go through. I'm going through, you know, I guess if you if you see clothes back here, you can take them. But uh, through here is the main entrance to the store. Most of the clothing is out here. But if you see it back here, I guess... You know, I, whatever you need, I guess. I, I'm not in costumes. I don't even go in that area of the theater. So whatever you need. Okay. I know that's my cue to take over. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna, I don't really know what's, uh, who's, who has the authority here, but when it comes to costume, I, that, that's my authority. So I'm just going to go ahead and start sorting through it. Do you want to go through things here in the back or do you want to go out into the main part of the store? I'll start back here. Uh, and Mel kind of nods and says, all right. And she opens the door. It looks like she's out. And you can tell from where you are that she's out to the door that goes behind the counter. And you can sort of like watch her walk around the counter and walk out into the, the store out there. You get out of the main shelving area. You look around the corner. It's like, oh, there's a door that has a little bathroom sign on it. There's a table and a fridge. Looks like there's just break room, bathroom, storage room. That's what this whole area is back here. Is the fridge like plugged in? It is plugged in. Is it? Is running? there a body in the fridge? It's a little mini dorm fridge. Never mind. Is there a tiny body in the fridge? <laughs> Who's going to open the fridge? <laughs> is it running? 
It is. It is running. Okay. Then okay. you better go catch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll open the fridge. I'll open the fridge. It has a couple of things in here. It does have some um, some takeout food containers. It has some opened up Coke bottles, water bottles. But that's a really old takeout, right? Do you want to open the box of takeout? Oh, God, what? no. <laughs> Shut the door. We're shutting the door. No, shutting I'm... the door. Is there a body in the bathroom? Uh, the bathroom is locked. Damn it. Don't we have a fancy key? Is there a body locked in the bathroom? Don't we have the key that opens all the doors? Yeah, Did we you... got the fancy key. Do, does one of you have the map? Does one? And I think the... I have the key. The key I'm is not. in your purse. You have the map in your purse, or is it in the, the car? The key is in my blazer. In your blazer. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Probably in my purse. I, I feel like she just would have shoved it in there. And did the hula hoop go into the back of Ringo, or is it still at your, par- <laughs> your house, Georgie? Georgie's just carrying it around. No, it's, <laughs> it's in the car. It's in. <laughs> we, like, make that into a hoop skirt, so it's like it seems like it's just fashion or something. Hey, have we tried? We should try hula hooping around here. See what Ooh. see what's going on. Ooh. What happened with Nick? Nick and Nick's snacks. Maybe when Mel isn't around, <laughs> we'll sneak in another time. I mean, what's she gonna do? Stop us from hula hooping? I don't think I'd like to see her try. <laughs> I'd like to see her try. <laughs> okay, so it's been a couple of minutes looking in the fridge, playing with the uh, the door to the bathroom. There's a conversation. Oh, maybe we can open this. And then you start to hear Mel coming back and she's carrying two antique wooden chairs for uh, an old uh, kitchen table. You can hear her coming before you can see her because she kind of stomps. I go back to the clothing, start sorting through that. Uh, and she uh, she sort of like has to walk sideways to come back in. Oh, did you find anything? Yeah, this um, this blouse is from a very specific designer, popular in 1972. Not so much 1973. There was this big scandal, honestly. It was wild. But I think it could work. Maybe she didn't really care. But she's gone now. You can hear her outside taking down the back of her pickup truck. So looking through the shelves, you can see that there is a whole bin filled with uh, artifacts from the Mohawk tribe. Uh, so there are some baskets, there are bowls, there's even a pretty neat looking tomahawk that has a pipe built into the top, into the blade. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Mohawk tomahawk styles, but this is like a very classic, unique artifact for their tribe. And on that is a price tag of $3,000. So basically what you're saying is we're taking this and giving it back giving to- Giving it to uh, Oquaho, yeah. Yeah. We're- Absolutely on the same page, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Are all three of you going through the shelves? Are, uh... I'm going through the, the clothing. I'm I mean, I'm being nosy job. as I can in every possible aspect. I'm, I feel like I'm breaking rules just by existing in this space, so I'm sticking really close to Renette and just like, I'll hold anything, I'll hold the clothes, I'll hold them. So Georgie, your, your arms are out and you've got a blouse now. Birdie, maybe it sounds like you might be wandering around a little bit more. On the other side of the shelf, there is a floor safe. Ooh. This one catches your eye, not because it's uh, unusual to see a floor safe, but this one is kind of crazy. There are two keyholes. There's a five-digit rotary number code, and there's a combination lock on it. Pretty intense to have in the... I wonder if 
the key would work on something with so many locks. I go over to Renette. <laughs> I am already handing her the key. <laughs> I, I have, look, I have to look. I have to. I gotta know. I mean, if there's like artifacts that we have to repatriate, then you know right, what? That's, exactly. It's our duty to It's to our duty. That. Here, take the key. Okay, I'm already going. After you hand off the key, Mel comes back in, kind of like looks around, doesn't say anything this time. She's got work to do. She just walks through the room, back out to the I, front. Yeah, I look really busy, like looking at something on the shelf. I, I don't I don't quite make my way back to the safe until Mel's back. Uh, so you put the key in, into one of the keyholes, and it absolutely fits, and it absolutely turns, but it doesn't seem to unlock the other locks. And in order to take it out... You have to move it back into position, which relocks that side. Ooh. And we don't know the key, the password. Okay. Hmm. I want to know so bad. I want to know so bad. This probably would be a good time to use the hula hoop. I mean, I hate to to use all of our fun little artifacts at, at once, but what do you think? I'm just talking out loud. Should we uh, go back to the car and grab the grab the hula hoop? I mean, we have to put some of these clothes in the car anyway for true, yeah. safekeeping. Um, you don't want don't want to carry them around everywhere. Yeah, sure. I'll uh, I'll take a quick uh, trip back to Ringo with uh, this pile of clothing that I have definitely compiled. And the other two of you are still inside. Just run at running out alone. Is there like an office space somewhere, like a back office where you could find like ledgers, notes, whatnot? Looking around this room, there don't there don't seem to be filing cabinets or that kind of storage. But as you hear Mel returning, you sort of look out that door and see that the front counter out there has a lot of shelves under it. And some of that has books. So perhaps ledgers and that kind of paperwork would be out front. I imagine it does not take long for... Uh, Renette to come back with the hula hoop so I might save ledger hunting for after whatever that experiment is. Renette, you've got the hula hoop out of the car as Mel comes out again with a couple more chairs. Is there a hula hoop in the play? As she loads the chairs into her truck. No, I just thought it looked nice. Yeah. I just think it's neat. Uh, yeah, we're only supposed to take things for the play. Hmm. I um, it, it, you know, it comes in handy with set dressing, you know, with the you know? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, maybe you're, maybe you're not as much of a of a like a, that area of theater. You know, it really adds to the ambiance. Oh, a, a, a prop. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I haven't really read the script yet, so okay, yeah. No, that sounds great. She shuffles some chairs around, walks back through. While uh, Renette and Mel are in the parking lot, do uh, the the two of you inside do anything? Um, I'm still just being nosy as hell. Uh, you know what? I do use the key since I already have it. I try the bathroom door um, or anything else that's like locked and in front of me because I this there is a reason that I was not given this particular artifact. We're going to find out real quick why. <laughs> so you go over to the bathroom. You put the key in the in the little in the handle on the doorknob and open it up. It's dark in there. And there might be someone on the ground. Oh, no, I was kidding. No, no. <laughs> Oh, no. I turned the light on. Liam sits right up and pushes a blanket off of him. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you're not dead. Jesus. Yeah. They, uh, oh. Oh. 
Oh, oh. Shut the door. I'm just gonna, you know what? We didn't see anything. It's fine. I'm shutting the door. <laughs> Shut the door oh. and I lock it again. Yeah, he has uh he has a uh, an expression of fear. And that is the last thing you see as you shut the door. <laughs> I walk over to my dear friend that is still in this place. And I'm like, we gotta go. We have to go right now. We gotta go right now. Right now? Why? We gotta go. I will explain in the car. Get in the car. Let's go in the car. Let's go. And Mel walks back in. All the clothes is, is really out here. Looks like you got everything that was on the shelves. All the racks and stuff are out in the main area. And she passes through. You can hear her stomping through the main. That's great. Awesome. I think we've got everything we need to go. So we're going we're gonna to just be, yep. Mm, let's go. I walk out. You might be bumping into Renette as she's coming back in with the hula hoop. Nope. Nope. Turn around. Turn around. Oh. We hoping the other way? We're hoping the other way. Okay. Georgie. Georgie. I'm coming. <laughs> You seem very concerned. I will not ask questions. Uh, I think I get us as close to the, the car as I possibly can first. And should I um, use the hoop? Um, oh, okay. There was, there was, uh, there's someone in the bathroom. Someone in the bathroom. Oh, you walked um, in on someone when they were in the bathroom? Yeah. Uh, luckily not dead, but also unluckily, uh, Liam. It's Liam. Liam's oh. in the bathroom. He's in oh, the bathroom. Oh, he was using the bathroom? He was staying in the bathroom. He, remember when he... He killed someone, yeah. He yep. killed Nick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, I shut the was... door and I locked it again, and we need to get the fuck out of here. Oh, I don't think those... I, I think you can still unlock it from the inside, so... Okay, we're talking way too much and not getting okay. in the car. <laughs> should, we get, should we grab Mel before she gets oh, killed? Oh, right, shit. Okay, yes. <laughs> He's also here. You, you didn't think to warn... The other person who's not in hey, a look, group. I'm panicking. Okay, I... This, hey, this Mel? So you're outside. You think maybe she can't hear you because you're outside and she's at the other end of the store a couple of rooms away. No, it's fine, right? It's fine. It's totally fine. We're just going to go in there really quick and go grab yeah, her. Just, I'm going to go grab her. I'm uh, nonchalant. Uh, Liam doesn't know that I know that that you know that he's there. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go in all nonchalant. Like yeah, and I'm I did just lock looking the door. at clothing. I locked the door. And then I'll bring oh. Mel out uh, to look at the hula hoop or something, some some sort of. Okay, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm staying with Birdie to help calm her down. I have a death grip on her wrist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Renette. So you're walking inside. Very nonchalant. You can hear noises from out in the front, kind of like. <clears throat> Yo, y'all right, Mel? Are you in the bathroom? <laughs> no, I'm fine. Ugh. Can I can I help you? You're walking out to the front of the store. Yeah, wherever <laughs> Mel is, I'll follow her grunts. As you poke your head out into the front of the store, you see her trying to drag a pretty big antique table across the the floor, leaving some scratches on the mm-hmm. on the old wood. Okay, uh, so Mel, how about we come back for that? I'm just, I'm just letting you know, I think, I think we need to get out of here. I try to really glare at her and like communicate via eyebrows. No, we're, we're okay. It's all right that we're we're here. we're, We're not okay. We're not okay. Mel, Mel, I need you to look at me and I need you to follow me outside so we can get out of here safe. Okay. Can you do that for me? She lets go of the table and she turns around to look at you and her eyes open really wide. And can you roll night move? 
And since this is the first time that one of you have rolled since using the artifacts, you now get the sense that having used one, you're at a negative for your next roll. So can you roll the night move at a negative two? Fun. Okay. Night move minus two. Is it any of my abilities? If you have sensitivity, you can use that. Okay, my sensitivity is a negative one. So is that a total of negative three? That is a negative three. Okay, so basically what you're saying is I'm going to die. I say nothing, nothing. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm going to die because with a minus three, that's a zero. Wait, do a a move, do a move. Oh, yeah, what can I do? Well, (laughs) something starts to happen and you can respond in just a moment. Mel turns and looks at you. Her eyes go really wide. And then it feels like she sort of freezes for a moment. And you get really cold. And you can look past her into the big antique mirror behind her. And you can see the outline of something that might be a ghost right behind you. And because you have spent all of your life in costuming, the white gown that this ghost is wearing is probably from 1860, 1880. Yeah, based on the bustle, I'd say Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, the silhouette, the crinoline, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can't make out a face in the mirror, but it does look like she's reaching for you. Ah. Okay, Uh, so basically... You can use the Gold Crown Mysteries move, maybe telling a story to Mel that would turn your night move into a 12. Uh, The first time you engage in an activity related to the supernatural or the occult for the first time, you can trigger your occult move and then develop a new permanent move that you can use when dealing with the occult. Uh, You can put on a crown that would change it to a seven, nine, seven to nine. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to do, I'm going to do the gold crown mysteries move. I see this thing in the mirror and like, oh my God, this is just like the, something that happened to uh, uh, Amanda Delacourt in uh, Gold Crown Mysteries number 27, uh, the, the sequin spectre or, or the, the, spe- the spectre of sequins. I forget. Okay. Yeah. Um, there we are. The spectre of sequins. Uh, it was this thing where it was like everyone was convinced it was a ghost, but it was actually, you know, there was all this, all this controversy, all this investigation. And at the, at the climax, you really think it's like, oh, we're going to, this is, we're really introducing the supernatural into this series. But then, then uh, uh, Amanda Delacourt, she, uh, she sets up this whole, this whole thing and finds out it was actually, uh, it was actually this trick of, you know, smoke and mirrors uh, but instead of like smoke, it was like the dust that was coming up from like uh, from the um, from the setting because all the all the attacks in that book were happening like this really old dusty attic and it was real nasty. It's just like honestly, the imagery that uh, was described in it is just on point, honestly. But yeah, I discovered it was all just a trick of the light and it was actually. Uh, being uh, being uh, organized by this one magician guy in the town who was just like honestly a real sleaze bag and uh, just trying to like drum up business for his 
dumb seances or something. But anyway, so this is basically that, huh, Mel? So you're looking at Mel and then right over Mel's shoulder into the mirror. You can see that the ghost fades. That Mel just kind of blinks. A, a, a trick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I haven't read that, but yeah, it, a trick. Honestly, I highly recommend it. It's one of one of one of her best novels. Oh. But anyway, yeah. Oh my it was, gosh, my I just Yeah, you saw that too. It was that was cool. It was probably a reflection of one of these gowns in the mirror and some of the dust settling and the light coming from outside. Crazy stuff like that. But anyway, as I was saying, we should leave. And she kind of like turns around and points to a mannequin that has on it a very old white gown. And she looks back. Oh, yeah, it must have been a reflection. That that was the dress. Oh, I saw yeah. the dress in the... Yeah, oh the God. silhouette, the bustle right there. Yeah. Jeez, oh, I just... That must have been it. Yeah, you you know what? You're not looking too well. We should probably mm. just get out of here. Okay, know? I'll tell... Uh, hey, can you... There's a box there on the counter with the old telephones in it. Can you just... I'll tell you what, I'm going to come back later and get this table. I'm just going to grab one more thing. But if you grab that box, I'll follow you out. There's a box of old telephones sitting on the counter. Okay, I think I can do that. Okay. I keep an eye on Mel. I keep an eye all around. Keep an eye on that mannequin. And I grab the telephones. Out in the parking lot, Georgie and Bertie. It's taking a while for Renette and Mel to come back. Oh my God, she's dead. She's dead. She's dead. I've sent her to her death. Oh boy. Okay. All right. This is fine. This is fine. It's okay. We're just gonna. This is gonna be a duo from now on. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll give her a funeral. Um, I don't know. What would she? She would want like a Viking pyre or something cool like that, right? We'll we'll make that happen. Um, this is fine. It's fine, right? Okay, it's calm. Fine. Calm down. <laughs> uh, she would like a really cool funeral. I'm certain of it. With many decorations and some costumes, and absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and text her really fast, see if we get a right, response. Right, we have phones. That's, <laughs> you're so right. You alive in there? <laughs> Question mark, shrug emoji, knife emoji. Yeah, Ronette, you get a text as Mel is has her back to you and she's reaching up and trying to find something that you can't quite see what it is. I shoot back a thumbs up emoji, ghost emoji, <laughs> dress emoji. <laughs> Uh, shrug emoji. <laughs> this either means she is dead. <laughs> Thumbs up to being dead. She's a ghost now. <laughs> or everything is okay, but she's, there's a ghost in there. I've killed her. She's dead. Oh, by the way, God. By the way, I text. Did I ever mention I want a Viking funeral? <laughs> I mean, that's what I assumed. But okay, we're so, we're so tight. And in the parking lot, uh, you've gotten those responses. You're just going to wait. Start the car. I'm ready to go. Okay. Like, we're ready to, like, get out of here. Okay. I'm, like, at the door. I pull like, out a case, pocket. In like, case there I... needs to be an assist on an escape. <laughs> Somebody needs help being pulled out of the door more quickly. We're all, like, poised. <laughs> I definitely have, like, one of those Swiss Army knives, and I'm, like, ready. <laughs> so tiny. It's tiny so little small. 
it's one that has like flower embroidery on it like it's definitely like one of the ones that you would still buy at like a what do they sell in the dollar general i i don't know where you buy space army knives but like the cheapest kind that you could find that has flowers so little it's so cheap so small it's mostly used for like the wine wine bottle opener part Mm -hmm. but it's yeah well georgie you're right by the door and you're ready birdie you're behind the wheel (laughs) you're ready to go (laughs) Knife just sticking out the window. <laughs> Renette, you come out first carrying this box of telephones, but Mel's right behind you carrying a great big uh, moose head mounted on a plaque. Okay, let's go. Let's just load that up on in and just get right out of here. We need to leave. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll lock up. Uh, and then I'm just, I have to go drop this stuff off at the th- theater. Can you come and yeah, drop we'll, your stuff off behind me? Yeah, okay. we'll follow. Yeah, okay, we'll follow. great. On the way to the Brindlewood Bay Community Theater. Okay, we live. (laughs) Birdie's driving still with the knife in her hands, like white knuckling it. Um, Should we call someone? We should call someone. We should tell them that Liam's there, right? Should we? Okay, I know this is going to be a controversial suggestion, but should we call Fern? Should we call Fern? I know. Or should we just send this straight to the feds? I didn't want to say it out loud because it sounded ridiculous, but I feel like we should call Fern. But also, how are we going to explain that we know that he's there? That I went inside the shop that I wasn't supposed to go into, and then I unlocked the bathroom door and he was in there. Can we just say that we, like, noticed some movement and maybe it's Liam because we are psychic or something? Oh, uh, yeah, we were driving past on the way to the, the theater and uh, saw a strange face in the in the shop window. And it was Liam. And that is what we saw. Great. We should do that sooner rather than later before he clears out. But also, I felt like our safety was more important because we were the ones that got him convicted pretty much. All right. So. I'm, I'm dialing Fern right yeah. now. Yes. It rings. Second ring. And a man's voice answers. Brindlewood Police. Okay. Um, hi. Um, I'm calling because there is there's some strange activity in the knickknacks shop. I think there might be an escaped felon in there. Could you please um investigate that, sir? Oh, I'm sorry. You saw someone inside the shop? What were you we you're outside? Dry- yeah, we were driving past, kind of slowed down because it was like, oh, look, there's probably still some, some cool stuff in there. I wanted to just like, I don't know, take a look at how, what the sign, how the how the whole building structure is holding up. Didn't get out of the car, just saw it. But in the window, looking right out at us, I swear it was Liam. I'm sorry, it was who? How long have you been in Brindlewood Bay? Liam, Liam, the guy who killed people, who killed someone like a couple months ago. Tell him it's the horticulturalist. The horticultural, the horticultural, the the plant guy. All right. Uh, okay. Liam O'Connor was exonerated. I guess there was uh, improper well, investigations well, around his arrest. Well, currently he's breaking and entering in that Nick Snacks shop. So could you go check that out? Mm. All right. Yes. I uh, I will send someone over mm-hmm. and uh, we will go take a look. Tonight, I'll, okay, I'll make this a priority. Now? Yes. Yeah, make it a priority. All right, thank now, you so much. Thank you. Thank you for calling in, and, and thank you for the tip. Yep. Beep. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so did anyone else in this car hear that voice was definitely not Fern? It wasn't Fern. Where's Fern? 
I never thought I'd want to hear her voice, but here is I am. This the, is this was this the absent sheriff who's never there, who's always out fishing? Can you roll? This might be a vitality roll, just to see if your ears are sharp enough to have recognized the voice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's still not good because that is a four. You might just not be able to recognize the voice because of the occurrences of the evening and maybe just being thrown off that it wasn't Fern that answered. And honestly, this phone, honestly, the sound quality on it is just not, it's, it's disappointing. I don't know who the, who the heck that was. We called the actual, the police department, right? The sheriff's department or whatever. Yes. We have Fern's personal cell phone number, don't we? Yes, every once in a while you send her a string of texts. That is true. <laughs> you best believe we do. Some of them are just emojis. She hates us so much. Most of them are emojis, to be honest. There, I don't yeah. even know if she has my number saved. I haven't <laughs> told her that it's me. I just figure she knows. She would know, right? From the tone of voice. I think she would know. I think she'd get a text from one of us or all of us and say, oh, them. Uh, which also means we could just ask her. We could tell we could tell her separately. Hey, we hey, heads up. We called and said that we we saw somebody in the shop, but we were hoping to talk to you and you weren't there. Where where are you? Who answered? And we miss you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Love concerned citizens. Is this a text or is this a call? Text. I think it's a really long text. Yeah. How about Georgie? How about you handle that? I yeah. did my bit. <laughs> Yeah, you get it sent. It goes off. You can see the little icon that somebody told you meant that it hasn't been read yet. Oh, no, Fern's dead. Oh, oh God, God no, her. she's so little. Can we check on her? I'm, I, I, where would she be? She lives at that station. I've never seen her anywhere else except for a crime scene, and then she's always stressed. It's true. She really hates her job, though. Maybe she's... Maybe she's not dead, and maybe she's just out enjoying not doing the job that she hates. Maybe, maybe, maybe she finally quit. Yeah. Maybe she finally quit and got a replacement, and maybe that's who that, that guy was. That would be great. That's a great happy ending for Fern. Maybe she's out doing something that she doesn't hate. We have to go take this stuff to the theater still, right? Yeah. Or should we be focusing on... No, and, we, yeah, we got to go do that. And you're about ready to pull into the parking lot <laughs> <laughs> for the community theater. Do we still oh, have to do this, you say, as you pull into the parking lot? <laughs> I mean, that sounds about right for Bernie. Yeah. 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 You can see Mel. She sort of pulls alongside. Renette, you know your way around backstage like it's the back of your hand. So she's going over to the side where there's a... Uh, an easier door to load in equipment or furniture, things like that. There's one car in the parking lot. It's very nice. It's a BMW. And as she pulls in, guy gets out of the car. Uh, Ronette, you recognize him as Frederick Wallington. He is the president of the board here at the Brindlewood Bay Community Theater. <laughs> he owns a chain of gas stations, but it looks like he's been waiting with keys to let people into the building. So what was this building back in the 1950s before it was renovated into a community theater? It was a, a, a soda fountain, like a malt shop, some sort of thing, you know, 
with like those cute little little fancy glasses and like we like a malt a malt shop or whatever just yeah. dripping in 1950s nostalgia yeah malt shop slash bunker in the mm-hmm. back and then they made it into a theater <laughs> yep some of the soda shops they could also sell clothes they would sell cards so it's pretty good there's that definitely that 19s 1950s decor when you go in with the old style tile some of the original swivel chairs and things like that so frederick is waiting out back he's unlocking the door mel gets out starts carrying stuff inside frederick looks at the three of you smiles his uh he's got a a lot of dental work uh big white teeth i've been waiting for this production jesse tells me it's going to be great we're going to finally get some good numbers in here. It'd be great if we had a another show that went into the black so we could stop. Well, so we wouldn't have to worry about all the money so much, but that's fantastic. And I know, Renette, you're going to do a fantastic job with costumes. And it looks like you brought along your helpers. Yeah, you know, they tagged along. And they're, they're here to help with the production as well. We can always use more volunteers. It's great. It's great. Oh, I'll tell you what, after you bring the stuff, if you want to show them down to your costume shop, I got some stuff to show you on the stage before you go. It'll only take a couple of minutes. Yeah, sure. Don't know if Georgie or Bertie have been backstage here before, but uh, Renette, you can maybe show them how you've turned your costume shop into a cozy space. <gasps> oh, it is so cozy. Yeah, here, come on, everybody. Come on, just come to my little, my cozy corner. It's adorable. It is, it, okay, it was basically a closet back in the day. But I have taken it over as my um, as my little costume shop, a little sewing machine on a on a folding table in the corner. There's a bunch of things hung up on the on the clothing rack that's like built in because it literally was a closet at one point. And then out just outside the door is are a couple of rolling costume racks to make up for all the lack of space inside of the door. Got a little mannequin, uh, uh, a dress form on wheels so I can take it out of the space and, you know, do some draping whenever I, uh, when I need to do that. Sequins and stuff, so much sparkly fabric just hung up everywhere so that there's not like a blank piece of wall anymore. It's just patches of fabric. If I'm like, oh, I like this scrap of fabric. Uh, It's not enough to make another costume out of it. I'm just going to plop that right there spruce the place up uh so it's like posters but it's instead it's just like spackles and brocades and fancy things a nice little spot it sounds beautiful it sounds like a very step there's pens everywhere you can hear mel still carrying some stuff in moving moving things around backstage if you want to see frederick before you go this is all that they asked you to do tonight yeah, so I, uh, I guess I just hang up the whatever costumes I brought from uh, from Nick's Knacks and uh, go up, go up to the to the stage. Is it okay if we maybe leave the things that we uh, brought for Okwaho here? I feel like, I mean, I don't know when we're going to see him. It's probably safer to just like have it in a space that's not immediately visible, just in case. They're like, how did you know so much about this place? And then they're like, why were you there? And then we get in trouble. You know what I mean? Uh, should we put it like, uh, did you, oh, you brought the Sephiro Quaho into the theater? I thought you were just going to like leave it in your car and then we're gonna, we were going to go 
like drop it off on his doorstep in the middle of the night with a note that said, you're welcome. Or something Ooh, that like that. Sounds super. Doesn't honest, ha- maybe I mean, we maybe you're welcome. Maybe not you're welcome. Maybe like at long last. Oh, that's also know. okay. Um, <laughs> Georgie, you want to weigh in on this because I feel like neither of us are going to make a good decision about this. I mean, we basically did steal it from that location. From we stole word. it. We stole, we stole a stolen it. It item stolen so that we can give it back that's to the, the people from whence. Was we acquired, stolen. which I definitely were already stolen. Agree with. I we unstole I'm, it. Yes, and so I'm. What I'm leaning toward is so that we do not have it anymore. I do not want it in our possession. I think the more quickly we return it to its rightful owner, the better. If we tuck it away in the theater and somebody happens upon it, that could be problematic. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So we'll let's just... let's keep it. Keep the theater out of yeah. out of it. Okay. Like we don't need the middleman. We can just leave it in your car drop and then we'll real... take care of that. We have right. to I probably we should drop it off on our way to look for Fern. We probably shouldn't have it in the car. Not for a long time, oh, no. Yeah. Right. yeah. We yeah. want to get rid of this, but we don't want to get rid of this here to the point right. where it just gives us more steps toward getting rid of it. Right. You're so right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm on board. Okay. I'm gonna go visit Fred. We're tagging along. The most direct route out to the stage brings you out through the curtain from the wings out onto the stage. Renette, you can probably tell. It looks like someone has already set these lights. Very colorful. They look pretty fantastic. And maybe just a glimpse up at them shows you that these are, these are new. Someone has put in a whole new grid of lights And as the three of you get out onto the stage, you can see Fred out in the audience. The light board is set up out there. He's got a big old grin on his face. And he's like moving levers and hitting buttons. And you can see lights changing. What do you think? My goodness. This is, this is legit, as the kids say. Yeah, we got a great deal. I got a great deal on these. This is really going to fill the house. That everyone says the better the lighting, the more tickets sold. That's this is a direct th- correlation, yeah. Yeah, people are really going to line up to get in here to take a look at this. Yeah, I mean, you know, the lighting, it really makes it look professional. And, you know, people like to see that. They, people like to know that they're putting their money towards something that lo- really looks professional. That has lights, yeah. It has totally. lights that they can literally see things. And also, these are some 12-notch Fresnels, gotta say. Once they do this, this is going to just... It's going to be a repeat business. People are going to come back and see our shows over and over again, if for no other reason than the lights. Next up is the sound. I'm going to completely redo all the speakers. It's going to be amazing. This is going to be like Broadway. It's going to be Broadway right here on Brindlewood Bay. Brindlewood Bay, Broadway? Broad Bay. Oh, that's that's good. That Mm -hmm. is, and he, he wags his finger up in the air. That is amazing. I got to write that down. He goes through his pockets. Trying to find a notebook. Yeah, you take your time. I give him all the time he needs to find something to write it down. Do you, like, I have some, you, oh, you just. No, he'll figure it out. You have to credit her for that, though. You do realize that. Georgie and Bertie, can you each roll a d6 and tell me who got lower? I, I got a three. I also got a three. Oh, can both of you roll night move at a minus two? Uh, and that is a seven. Two. Birdie, you see one of the lights come loose. 
and fall on to Georgie. Now you have some moves that allow you to rewrite disasters. Oh my god. I do. Yes, I do. Um, those moves are... Oh god, I'm panicking. What are the... the those are the crown of the queen and the crown of the voids, right? Just those two? Yeah. Are we allowed to use a narration flashback more than once? Or once we mark it off, is that... Once you mark it, it is, it is done so. Gotcha. Okay. 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 You know what? Just for a moment, Birdie's mind flashes back to a long time ago, a memory she hasn't thought of in a long time. It was mid-80s in London. Birdie was with her ex-husband, Hugo. They were doing a lot of concert hopping and going between big venues, small venues, getting tickets they could afford and when they couldn't afford it then they would just hop the fence i think this one was one that was kind of in a more uh rundown uh more underground place but it was still set up pretty nicely so it had you know the lights the fixings and i think that on stage there was a lighting malfunction the audience could see it and of course because birdie and hugo were the coolest they were up front birdie freezes as she sees this like precarious hanging light start to come down on the guitarist and and so i think hugo jumps the stage climbs up and pulls this guy out of the way who hadn't noticed it because he was focused on his performance giving the performance of a lifetime you know as as anyone is wont to do on stage at any moment for her, that's one of the fondest memories she has of him, being this like reckless but brave, strong person that I think that's the moment that she like fell in love with him. And she just has this moment of like, God, he was brave. And she thinks about that and that moment of no hesitation. And I think because of that, she pushes Georgie out of the way, uh, even if that keeps her in the way. Both of you end up on the stage with uh, maybe a bruised hip, but no lasting damage as this light hits the stage, takes a chunk out of the wood, and shatters uh, right where you were standing, Georgie. And Frederick looks up and starts to yell and starts to run up to the stage. And you can hear Mel in the back start to run out. And Frederick is just yelling at Mel, like, oh, my, we're going to get that guy back here. Look what he did. He didn't hang everything. Oh, my God, that was. Uh, are you OK? Are you OK? Should I call an ambulance? Do you need anything? Georgie is just stunned, silent. I think she's hugging Bertie. Yeah, she hasn't let go of her. I think Bertie's shaking a little bit. Annette gathers them both into a hug, I guess. <laughs> Very sequined hug. Oh, my goodness. It's okay, girls. Oh, my goodness. Very stupid of you to stand there. Don't stand on stages ever again. I will never okay, yeah, stand let's on get another off, stage. Get off the stage. <laughs> let's get off the stage. Frederick helps you up. Mel is, like, walking around. She has pulled a flashlight out. She's trying to figure out what happened. She runs off to grab a ladder. She has no idea what's going on. 
Frederick ushers the three of you out, continually asking if he can do anything, if he can call anyone, making sure that you're okay. And eventually back in the parking lot, he seems to believe that no one was injured. He's incredibly apologetic. I don't, I don't know what that was, but I'm going to call that guy and I'm going to give him a good what for. He's not going to hear the end of this. I'm going to make sure this never happens again. Obviously, obviously, I chose the wrong guy and I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I'll tell you what. And he goes into his wallet and he pulls out cards. He starts to hand out business cards and he says, call my secretary. You know, I own seven of the, seven of the gas stations. I own the, the Phil and Fred chain. I'm going to make this right. I'm going to make this right. This is, I don't know what happened. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. This is ridiculous. Theater is not a dangerous place. This should be a safe space. And I don't know what to do. I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, ladies. You better offer her free hot croissants and drip coffee at every gas station for life, or you'll be hearing from our lawyer. Oh, absolutely. We will start carrying croissants and I'll give you a, a free coffee card. <laughs> And if that's all that it takes, then then that's also fantastic. Scones. You should get raspberry. Oh, there's a local bakery that I bet I can buy the scones from. Uh, that's Coffee. a good idea. Yes, that's a good, get yes. them to make raspberry. Excellent. I will. I will talk to them. Uh, I mean, it's up to them what they want to make. But yes, I'll get the, some no, scones from them. No, it's going to make it. I will make this right. I'll absolutely give me a call. I will. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. This is ridiculous. Theater should not be a dangerous place. This should be. Safety first. Safety first. Is is there any? I whispered to Georgie. Is there anything you want right now? Because we're kind of making demands, and we're like on the high of this, like, and it's it's only going to get harder from here. So just go ahead and okay. I, think I just want to leave. That's fair. She's very upset. You are lucky that I care more about my friend than I do about yelling at you. Give, give me a call tomorrow. I'm gonna. Mel and I are gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna take this whole thing apart and see what we can do. What we can. I, I mean, I don't actually know how to how to assemble these things, but we're going to figure out what to do. We're going to figure out what to do. I might have collected myself enough to recommend you maybe get the proper safety inspections on that death trap inside you have there. I thought we did, but I guess we did not. So I will, I will. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And he retreats back inside. Bernie's just crying. (laughs) She's pretending she's not desperately and is just like, she has not let go of Georgie's wrist. That was almost the end of me. It's okay. The hell it was. We're here now. Birdie, I am so glad you were, you were, you were so quick on your feet. You, you, you jumped right in. I I don't know what I, what I, I don't think I, I did. I, I couldn't move. Like she hears Renette, but she definitely is focused on Georgie and like is looking her in the eyes and is just saying, very silly, thinly veiled things like you you're never going in there again. It's not happening. You I don't understand why you thought it was smart to to stand under those lights. It was stupid of you. Just I'll never do it again. Dumb. You okay. saved my life. No, shut up. It's fine. Where would you like to go from here? We're gonna go get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we we have a few things on our to-do list first. Okay, we're gonna drop we're that definitely getting we're drunk after that. Drunk. Yes. Okay, but also we we still need to be careful because apparently Liam is on the loose also. Oh my god, did Liam try to kill us? I think I don't know who was I don't know who the guy was who hung up the lights. They kept because uh Fred kept talking about like they chose the wrong guy. 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe. What Liam... if he followed us? And yeah. what if he tried to like drop the lights on us mm. to get rid of us? I mean, he was acquitted, but we're like, we, we know he did it. He did. He definitely did something. So yeah. So uh, first thing, drop off the artifacts um, to uh, Fern, maybe. How would you find Fern? I don't know. She has not read her texts. That's okay. Um, I think maybe just going straight to Oquaho and just dropping it. Yeah, definitely go to Oquaho, drop off the things, and maybe go check out the police station. Yeah, to see where, where she is. Yeah, was and maybe also figure out who that guy is who answered the phone. We are. We will be having an indefinite sleepover from now on. Everyone is staying at someone's house. We can mm-hmm. switch off, but I'm not letting either of you out of my sight. We would have lost Georgie without you. <laughs> it's true. Stop crying. <laughs> You're gonna ruin your mascara. It already is. Okay, let's go get some get wine or something. I do. Stop. I need I'm trying to drive. You're making me cry. <laughs> Georgie. You get a text from Calliope. Auditions are over. Cleanup will take some time. Ladies, Jesse has trashed my store, I think. I I don't want to leave Calliope to doing to clean up that whatever mess has been left behind by auditions. So I don't know how we want to work this into our plans. I know I have wine at my house if we want to swing by, survey the damage, drink some Chardonnay real fast, <laughs> and go about the rest of our items. Uh, let's do the Oquaho thing first. Oquaho. The then we'll get drunk. And then we'll house. get drunk. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know we've had an upsetting, um, upsetting past hour, but I'm still not going to drink and drive. Yeah, with my eyesight the way that it is. That's true. That's true. Okay, Okay. you didn't have to add that last caveat. Just like maybe don't drink and drive. (laughs) Do you know where Aquaho lives? Mm, Nope. (laughs) Does anyone have his number? I know I wouldn't. He doesn't like me. Anyone want to check on social media? I mean, it seems to be our go-to. Aquaho search. (laughs) See what comes up. On the suggestions list. Mutual friend. Mutual friends. Oh, Facebook? You're checking Facebook? (laughs) We always check Facebook. (laughs) Always check Facebook. You can't find an account for Aquaho on Facebook. Is there Instagram? I don't know. Do you have a phone book in your car? Probably. It's from like 1996. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It was the one that I got when I first moved here. I have not updated it. It's just sitting there and like, it's in the dashboard, like mm. next to the manual for the car. Are you driving as you search for him? Or are you still sitting in the parking lot searching for him? I'm driving, I think. Where are you going? Where, where are we I driving to? <laughs> away from the theater. Away. Definitely away from the theater. I um. think we're having this conversation of like, okay, let's go to Aquaho. Where does he live? We don't know as I'm in the middle of driving. So now yeah. I'm just kind of like, winding through streets a bit there's some googling there's some searching facebook there's some looking through the phone book maybe someone wonders is that his full name does he have a last name it takes a little bit because everybody just calls him aquaho and maybe 20 minutes go by of of driving before you realize that however you're going to find him it doesn't seem to be at your fingertips at this moment let's just go home get drunk we'll figure it out 
this is a future us problem. Yeah, Let's we're go. just gonna have stolen artifacts in your car, okay? You know, Bernie? Uh, honestly, at this point, wait, we can't take it. Are we keeping it in the car? I feel like that's. Mm, I guess that's fine. It's fine. It, it probably looks more inconspicuous here because there's also all these boxes of records and stuff. You're right. You're so you right. You can just like put a few records on top of the box, and no one will really know. Did we want to try to search phone book, whatever, for Fern? I don't um, think she was born before 96. That's true. Is the town directory online? I don't think she'd have a social media account because she's law enforcement and it would stand to reason she probably would not post stuff publicly. It's a long running debate and you've <laughs> maybe changed directions and where you're going a few times. Several times. About at the time you start wondering where to find Fern is around when you get to Nitwit Haven. And as you begin to pull into the parking lot, you can actually see Aquaho yelling at Jesse in a very threatening manner. She looks like she's yelling back at him. And he gets into his truck, continuing to yell. And he is pulling out of the parking lot as you are pulling in. Should we wait? Or I feel like... Let's, let's wave. Hey, Oquaho. How are you doing? Are you busy? We were looking for you. He doesn't like talk a lot. He takes a lot of public naps. And as you sort of pull in, waving and being very cheerful, it sounds like, as he is pulling out, he looks angrier than you have ever seen him. And he kind of glares at your car and looks like he's just going to pull out. Look, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just feel like I'm not the right person to, like, reach out. Yeah, I think maybe we'll give it some time. Uh, And maybe the the transferal of artifacts should be more anonymous, you know? Mm. Like, just Mm. leaving it there with a little note, like I said, anonymously. And maybe that'll cheer him up later, but I don't think right now is the time to meddle. I know, I hate saying that, but I don't think <laughs> right, the right now time to is meddle. the time to meddle. Mm. I'm just worried about not being able to find him or get a hold of him later because I also am really curious, fully blame Jesse for whatever the exchange that just happened is. Did and he I- like audition, do you think? Because if he did, then maybe we could get his contact information. We could ask. It's a start. Yeah, he looks <laughs> like he has pulled out and he is driving away. He's already gone. <laughs> Jessie has kind of thrown her hands up. Uh, and you can see Kushi inside looking pretty nervous, kind of upset as well. And Calliope and Georgie, you can see looking through the front windows that it looks like a number of shelves have sort of been like pushed aside from where they normally are to make a, a staging area or something, a clear space in your shop where there should not be a big clear space. Jesse, what was that about? Oh, you're back. Uh, You would think actors, if they're offered a role, they would be grateful and they would just accept it. He came, he auditioned. I thought it would be great to get an Indian to play the guy, the white guy who's pretending to be an Indian, because that would probably help with publicity. And then maybe he wouldn't pick at the show like he does everything. So I offered him that role and he said he got mad about it. But why would you come to audition for something if you're not going to accept the role when you get it? Okay, what? I described your reasoning. I I feel like there's a few rabbit holes I don't even want to bother going down, though I have many, many questions. 
first, maybe we maybe we can get his contact information and we can talk to him. Second, what role did he audition for? Well, I don't let people choose the roles. I decide what they're right for when I'm casting a show and I give them that role. And then usually they're grateful. He was not grateful. He would have been fine. It's not even a big role. So I guess. What, yeah. Back to my first question. I'm, I'm assuming that he left some kind of follow up. You had a sign in sheet. If yeah. we could have that contact information. Resume, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cushy has all that stuff. And I don't need his contact information anymore. You can get that from her. Perfect. I do. Okay. Look, I. You know, I'm not, I'm not one to, uh, I realize that my, my tone and a lot of my conversations come off a little abrasive, but just take it from me, not a great way to start a partnership or relationship between an actor and a director. Also just like from human being to human being, maybe just think about the things that you were thinking about a little bit harder and you might come to a conclusion that you didn't previously see. I think we're saying that Maybe that was a problematic decision, but you know, <laughs> Jesse is not someone we can reason with, I don't think. <laughs> He's not even a good actor. The only reason you would put him in something is for marketing or something. So oh, that's I have to leave now. So you, made, you made, okay, so you've made it a race thing, and yeah. now it's a race for marketing. No, thing. it's yeah, not. Look, this Jesse, is really Jesse, rather Jesse, 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 Jesse. problematic. The characters, the characters pretending to be an Indian... So why not just get ahead why of all the bad press and just anyway, cast an this Indian? Is not a good play. It it's was on Broadway. Play. It was on Broadway. It was it's on fine. Broadway for the, the smallest amount of time, and, and like like forty years ago, oh. and honestly, very problematic. And also, sometimes things that are bad just because they're old, it doesn't make them better. Like oh, if it's I, bad I know that. and it's old, yet you should. It's bad and it's problematic, and we don't get to just say that it's like okay because it's old i'm old and i'm bad okay <laughs> but i recognize that i'm problematic okay <laughs> you know uh, you know uh kushi come on and kushi kind of comes outside because you're still out in the parking lot <laughs> look it's been a long night i'll tell you what i made one questionable choice with casting but otherwise i'm i'm really surprised with the quality of turnout that we got and Kushi kind of nods at that. She looks a little shell-shocked. You can, I'm going to take all the forms now, but you can keep Aquahos. That's fine. Renette, we're going to do the first read-through next week. That'd be fantastic. Maybe you can get some, some costume sizes after that. I can, okay. Maybe I, maybe I made a mistake. And I'll, I'll probably go, okay, you know what? Okay. I can see by your face you think that I'm, okay. Let me copy down Aquahos' phone number and I'll apologize to him. And we'll just, he won't be cast and that'll be great for everyone. And then maybe next week you can come, the, the three of you come to the read through and it's take a look. Rewrites? No, we just have to, we have to do what was, uh, what was in the script. You know, the, um, the publishers, they, uh, mm. they don't let you make rewrites, but it's going to be, it's going to be fine. It's going to be funny. It's going to be, it's going to be a great show. The community will love it. You know what, Jesse? And I'm just saying, like, I, I think that your choice of, of play is definitely going to be rousing, but I bet you could make something better from creating it because you're a creative soul. Like I bet you could create an original show and it would be a billion times better. Imagine that. 
your own show, original, your name, right there, director and writer, and it's something no one's ever seen before. Somebody's seen this before. Sure, it was on Broadway, but, uh, you know, it's not anymore. This would be a never-before-seen show. Imagine the numbers you would get from that. That's a big deal. Tourists would come in for that. No one's ever seen it before? For sure. Because that's the thing. This is a tourist town. People come in and they're like, oh, a show is playing and I've already seen it. Or a show is playing and I could see it somewhere else. I'll just wait until I get home. But they come into town and there's something they've never seen. And you know, you have a vision. You have thoughts. You have opinions. And they're so strong and passionate. If you put that to paper, imagine the magic that you could make. She has heard this pitch about how she could write, direct, and star in something that would gain incredible attention. And you can see that this seed has taken root in her mind. No one said anything about starring in it. That was, that's all her. That's, that's all, all Jesse. And I think Bernie in her brain is like, if it's going to be shit, it might, it might as well be shit, but not racist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's great. I, Bertie, I owe you an apology. I think that is a brilliant idea. I don't know that we have time. We don't have time for me to write, to spend the time that I would really need to craft a play mm-hmm. that could really change hearts and minds. I mm-hmm. think we're sort of, we've already paid the royalties for moose murders. So we're locked in. But I'll tell you what, it sounds like you have so many ideas. How would you like to be the assistant director? <laughs> um, I look to the girls and I try to gauge from their reactions. Like, is this a good move so we can like keep tabs on her? Is this a bad move? And I'm letting my ambition get in the way and Im- immediately ignoring the issues that we just brought up. Like what's, that is what's just watching this happen. No, no come input on, from anything. her. She's just watching you and enjoying it. I mean, you know, I've thought about it before, but I I don't I don't know. I mean, that's you think it over. You can give me a call. You can come to the read through. I can answer any questions for you. You would have influence if you think that maybe i'm out of touch with some issues perhaps you could be there to make sure you mention that to me and we will see what we can do to sort of uh if you think this was a mistake and maybe you're right maybe you're right you could help me not make mistakes like this you are very theatrical and perhaps perhaps your second act is in theater oh my god um, I mean, <laughs> Brady's just thinking about it. She's just thinking about it. Thank you for your consideration. I'll, I'll think on it and maybe I'll go to some sensitivity classes first. <laughs> but you know what? We can maybe make this, we, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Good. We, we, we could be, we, okay, okay. And thank you again. Um, all right, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you all at the... At the first read through. Mm-hmm. And Jesse gets in her car and she goes. Okay, so I, oh, look, this has been a weird day. What should, is that a bad idea? I'm like, 
I think you should go for it. I mean, but again, like, yes, pulling her back would be great, but I am, I am like a, a privileged older white woman. So like, how much of a hot take can I really bring, you know? But also, she like, wasn't about to hire anyone else. Like, I honestly, the, the reason I'm saying we, it's, we need someone, we need someone there with Jesse to do something. Cause otherwise she's not going to, she's, it's just going to be her. She doesn't hire assistant directors. She doesn't have, she doesn't have anyone there giving her a second opinion. She needs someone there. We need a man on the inside is what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And you don't hold back at all. So, you know, you'll see something that is maybe a little, as the kids say, cringe. I think I've heard Pickles say that. (laughs) Okay. And Kushi is kind of hugging herself a little bit. Are you okay? This has been a weird day. You oh, little... did, did you almost die too? That happened to Georgie like 20 minutes ago. Meanwhile, Have... this still oh. hold on her her wrist. She's still not like, oh. <laughs> Have, have any of you read this play? Totally no. There's a blind character and it's filled with blind jokes. Oh. And then there's a, there's a man in a coma in a wheelchair. Um, yeah, it's bad. I think there's an incest subplot. This is a yeah. comedy. This is a comedy. Okay, it's, so it's really bad. Oh, that light fixture was not meant for me. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is we need to immediately find uh, a lawyer friend and see exactly how we get out of this contract as soon as possible. And if we cannot how we can do literally anything else. I mean, how how are they going to know if we change a few things, right? How are they going to know? They're not going to show up and watch us. I mean, we could do like parody law, you know, kind of just like it's we weren't we weren't doing it. We weren't messing with I it. Mean, we were doing our own thing inspired by it to make fun of it. And that's OK. I mean, if you buy the rights to something, that doesn't mean you have to produce it like you say that you could. And they, that's why you're right. Yeah. I don't know yeah. anything about theater, actually. <laughs> uh, and during this conversation, Calliope sticks her head out and says, uh, uh, Georgie, could I could I see you for pull you away for a minute? Yes. Yeah, you can pull yes. the three of us yes. away. Sure. Uh, well, just I'm just 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 for a moment. No, just, uh, you would say to all of us. OK, yeah, uh, yeah, we can use everyone's help to put the store back together to move these shelves. All right. Oh, fine. So you look inside. like a secretive. I'll go over here. Let's go. Well, yeah. <laughs> Still not letting go of Georgie's. <laughs> we can all go inside. What's the damage? I turn my hearing aid off. Go on. I um, act like I'm turning my hearing aid off. I don't have a hearing aid. It's okay. I can't hear you. No, Calliope just looks around and says she wanted to have to see how everyone danced. Uh, I don't think there's dancing in the show. But uh, it shouldn't be. It's it's a mess. But I'll I'll stay and I'll move everything back and make sure. But it wasn't all bad news. And she walks behind the counter, takes out the message pad, and says, "You won a cruise." Wari called and said that you won the raffle, and that you get a, a private cruise for six. And she just asks that since you're local, that maybe you do it after tour season. Um. <laughs> What raffle? <laughs> oh, she said your name was in a raffle that she had in the office there. Yeah, I guess any time 
anytime till the end of the year, you and five of your friends, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a friend. Uh, you get to, you get to, you and five of your friends get to spend a day out on the, on the river. Well, that definitely sounds real. <laughs> I mean, that's exciting. I'm sorry. I just feel very surprised because I did not enter a raffle, which means somebody entered a raffle on my behalf. And wow. I do like a cruise, so I guess that's great. Ball's a lovely time to be on the water. That makes absolute sense. She did seem surprised. She, I guess it sounded like she was surprised that you would enter this as well. I think she was under the impression that you didn't like her. But, um, oh. but yeah, she, she called and said, um, here's, the, here's the message. So call her and let her know whenever you want. Awesome. I will call her. It's like, what, like, how late is it now? You're probably around nine, nine something. Cause I think you left at four something to yeah. go. Yeah. If you don't want to do it tonight, I mean, I can come in in the morning. I just don't want you to have to stay late. You already stayed later. I think don't come in any earlier. I think we can move stuff in the morning. It's not tourist season. The only people coming in are going to be locals. They know Jesse is nuts. So it'll, it's totally fine. Everyone will be understanding. We'll just put the shelves back in normal work hours. That's why I had us document, you know, kind of where things were, where they need to go back to before Jesse came. So it shouldn't be a big deal. And I'll, you know, putter around tonight and try to figure out a plan to be most efficient in the morning. And, and well, I'll have my friends here. So I think that you, you should just go ahead and go home. Uh, well, let me just, there's just one shelf. I'm just, I'm just gonna move a little bit and then, okay, I'll come back in the morning. There's just, okay. Thank you so much. The three of you have a moment to huddle as the camera starts to pull back and the episode begins to fade out. What is your final conversation? Today was weird. Feels weird. Everything's weird. Yeah, but okay. who do you think we're, who, who else do you think we should take on that cruise? Oh, so that's real and not a fake thing that's trying to lure <laughs> us to our deaths? Okay. Oh, I no, I was just trying to think who, what other three people we could invite. Because obviously I mean, we're obviously, all three going. Obviously Caliban. Um, I kind of, okay, so hear me out. I kind of want to invite Flossie, but just so we can be mean to her the whole time. What about we invite Flossie, but as a seventh, so then she just gets behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Aww. we thought it was a we thought it was Georgie plus six, not Georgie and not six total. Oh, sorry, Ooh, bye. See you when we're back from the cruise. <laughs> no, okay, but anyway, today's been weird. Um, yeah. I don't trust that. I don't trust anyone. Um, what kind of wine do you have? And also. I don't say this often. I'm not going to say it again. You guys are not allowed to die ever. As a heads up, I will combust. That's me saying I love you, but I'm never saying it again. You're okay. Well, I'll say that I love you and I love you and I won't ever feel bad about saying it. Oh, I love you all too. Okay. Okay. Bring it in. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we hugged enough? No. Never. You've been... Your your hand has been white knuckle hugging Georgie's wrist for a couple hours now. And I have not. I've done no such thing. Look down. It's still, it's, you're still clutching her wrist. <laughs> I want to know who installed the light. The fact that we were there was a complete fluke, I think, that light was meant. Either was a total mistake or was meant entirely for a specific person. Maybe Jesse. 
I don't know. Um, I mean, understand, like, I hate to say it, but like, if she goes around talking the way that she does, yeah, choosing the plays she does as vocally as she has been today. Yeah, it's not so good. Make yeah. a couple enemies. A little bit, a little bit. I don't know. How did, uh, I know you? It, it was totally strange that Liam would be camped out in the bathroom of the establishment that was owned by the man that we believe he had killed was, I don't know how to ask this because I'm not sure how anyone would respond if they were found holed up in a bathroom, but how did he seem when you saw him? Really surprised? I mean, it was very much like a open the door somebody like I saw like some sort of body on the floor and I was like oh my god and then the body like sat up and I flicked on the light and it was him and we stared at each other for a moment and I was like uh I was never here I'll just I'm gonna be uh I'm gonna go uh don't even worry about it never saw anything nope and then I shut the door and I locked it so he looked shocked he looked shocked um surprised understandably also, we're going to like super triple lock all of our doors and windows. Um, I will be sleeping with the knife. Yeah, but it's going to be that tiny little Swiss Army knife you keep. I have right? other knives. I've got I've got some real nice sewing scissors. I I and I also have some less nice sewing scissors. I don't want it if I have to stab someone. I don't want to use my nice sewing scissors. You know. No, that makes sense. Yeah, everybody takes some crappy scissors. <laughs> Georgia, you have your knitting needles? They could work. I have many pointy Great. knitting needles. Where my house is upstairs. I have kitchen knives. Like <laughs> oh, well, if we go to my knives, place, then <laughs> I can get my blue amethyst and I'm just gonna like hold on to it. It's, it's pretty it's, big. Isn't that like seven hundred pounds? I mean, okay, well that's probably I don't know. I haven't picked it up in a while. I think that's okay. the end of the episode. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on Roll to Metal. You can learn more about this show by visiting actualstorypodcasting.com. Our next merger will be a little bit different, and we're very excited to show you what that is right back here in two weeks.